Blog Talk Radio. show tonight. I'm so happy to be here with everybody and I'm Tanya Hathaway with Tanya Talks where your voice is heard and your story told. It's October 4th. It's October 4th, 2020. And you're listening to 89.9 FM, KLRB, Lighthouse Christian Radio and or PS. Radio, TS Radio, Mario TS Radio Network. Um, there are a number of ways that you can tune in through. Uh, of course, you can call in um, 917-388-4520. Uh, if you're not able to live stream or if you're having bad reception, uh, your local caller rates will apply. Um, and Jim uh, Burke has a pretty broad base as well, um, his uh, range goes outside of Oklahoma a bit, um, and there's been exciting things going on in that community over in Hughes County lately, and um, I'm just happy to have everybody here. We thought it's kind of different end of the spectrum uh, of things to speak about tonight and speak with you about tonight, and um, I'm actually excited uh, to bring it all out, and uh, it's all actually very positive, good things ultimately, uh, because we're making differences. We are coming together. We're we're just doing really well, and the time to retreat is never <laughs> until the right things are done, and. Um, and we're very just we're just very happy about that. Uh, there seems to be a warmth circulating, an urgency circulating, an intensity circulating, a unity circulating. Tonight we have on Richard Roche, and he is with Ward Four over in Wetumpka, Oklahoma. So he's joining us, and you know we uh, did a lot of shows uh, with uh, various. Um, scenarios on some situations that they were having over there, which they have gotten through and how things are just kind of like, ah, you know, starting to like come back to life again in a nicer way than it was when they were, you know, basically had intruders knock on their door in a sense. But we're not here to talk about that tonight. We're going to get some really nice feedback on what's happening. And as well, James Treat from Calvin, Oklahoma, also in Hughes County. We're going to get a little bit caught up with James. James is you know, a whistleblower and a public speaker and a retired uh, Level C corporate executive who um, kind of came back to his roots when he retired over in this little, little town 
of about 250 people in Calvin. And um, uh, and Kelly, I want to say hi to you because it'll take a little bit longer to get you on uh, before these two talk. But um, hello. But we're, you're going to have the majority of the show, so I just want to say hello, Kelly Baker, and how are you? I'm good. How are you? Thank you very much. Good, good. For asking. I'm so excited to yes. have you on. And, um, I'm very excited to know, be on. Thank you. Thank you yes. so yes. much. Uh, and, and we're going to be talking with Kelly about what's been very, very much in the front lines uh, in Oklahoma. Um, you know how, like, sometimes there's, like, little different things that are happening behind the scenes people don't know about unless you're, like, really involved in it. Well, I think that you have to be blind or deaf, which I'm sorry, some people are, and you, you know, but if you didn't know, if you haven't seen it in the news, if you haven't uh, been watching the news, if you haven't been reading um, commentary, and if you haven't been listening to the radio, uh, to not hear about uh, the uh, headlines, <laughs> just keeps going and going and going with ODOC, Oklahoma Department of correct, corrupt, correct, corrupt, correct, corrupt, 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 People like Kelly Baker are coming out of the woodwork. It's like, that's it. I'm all out. I'm telling everything I know. And we're going to have Kelly on as well on Tuesday uh, to talk about uh, her husband's situation. But tonight, Kelly Baker's going to talk about the conditions and the abuses that she witnessed and she endured uh, when she did uh, during that very short time that she was in um, as a – as a, um, as a, <laughs> trying to find a cor- the correct word politically. I mean, I don't like um, offender. As an offender, how's that? That's good. That's good. Okay. I mean, I really, I, I wonder what's the right term. Like, what is the least offensive? You, you know. Um, but we'll get back to you and just. You know, you can say amen or whatever you want to do. And all this stuff is going on. You need to interject because you want to bring something into this conversation. I'd like you to, you know, in advance of yours. So you're here with us. Glad to have you here with us. And I know well, thank you for having lawyers, me. So, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I I'm not a lawyer. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad to have you here with us. I'm not a lawyer. Um, I'm an advocate, whistleblower, radio show host, investigative reporter. Um, and I... Do not give advice. I do not replace any legal advice. Um, so neither myself, Stephen Burke, Marty Oakley can be held personally or professionally liable um, for any error in content. Or, uh, but <laughs> people have been very, very well vetted, and it's <laughs> that's what makes things so exciting. It's like everything's falling into place. Um, and uh, I'm not concerned about our content. But that being said, if anybody has any uh, things that they want to share or add uh, that you feel is worthy of me mentioning or if there happens to be earned content, go ahead and email me or message me 
Uh, you can email me at injusticeinoklahoma at gmail.com, or you can go ahead and message me if you know any of my groups. I'm looking at it. I'll be checking on things. We'll open up the calls a little bit later on so that we can get some comments or questions or backpacks for Kelly Baker. Um, so much going on. A lot of backpacks for people out there. So, Richard Roush, how are you tonight? I'm doing good, Tony. How was that for an intro? Did I, like, dig into your time? Oh, that's fine. <laughs> I'm I'm used you know to you getting there just in time and being long-winded. Not a problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like to wing it that way, you know. I don't get the nerves going on. And I want to say hi to my beautiful mother. Hi, Mom. I love you, Mom. I can't let that go. Look, i got to say it. <laughs> so what's the word over in Wetumpka? Let's hear what's going on there nowadays. Well, um... Everybody's. We have some of the best. I mean, the five of us, myself, and the four other members that are on the council now, have we're all looking in the same direction for this little town, and uh, you know, not just because of last year, but things that have happened in the past also. To where we're trying to get things on track. We've had some grant money that have been sitting for a while. We've had an issue with the. Lagoon project since 2009, and uh, we've made progress in the last few months uh, with DEQ and the fact meeting we went to, and um, a lot of the help we've gotten from uh, Logan Phillips and, and other people at the state level that have stepped in and, and give us direction and got us hooked up with the right people. Um, you know, these things still going to take some time. Uh, we've had a lot of positive things change. Uh, we've voted on a lot of things where we got our system being upgraded at city hall for tracking all of our financials and all of our daily businesses. We were using a very ancient method in the past. So, I mean, does that mean that like basically the numbers are being added up on their own and the accountability is coming much easier? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. They were using QuickBooks. That's awesome. And does not take such a load off of, you know, you, you know that's just it's so much easier when, you know, you've got just systems in place. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. We looked at it very extensively, and then we realized that it would tremendously help. Of course, it you know wasn't cheap, but it was going to pay for itself uh, eventually. Right. Um, you know, the system itself just does so much more for the people working up there on a daily basis for everything, tracking for every single penny. Um, it has keystroke memory, so nobody can get in there unless you have access to certain areas. So there's only certain people have certain access to certain parts of it. It's it's a really good system, a really good system. Tanya, excuse me. We've got somebody yeah. online here. There were, there's a lot of um, noise in the yeah, background we're picking of, up. Okay, so we have to make sure it's really, really quiet. Um, um, thank you. Okay, yeah, I got, I got a few messages on that, too. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and if there's a mute, too, whoever, that, you know, it's a mute until you say something, then unmute. Okay, great. Great. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It's hard. You know, um, give up busy lives and have to run them when, when you're on a show, too, sometimes. <laughs> so, all right, kudos. It's good. We're all good. Okay, so um, 
so that was a big investment. Oh yes, ma'am. Yeah, yes, ma'am. And we, I mean, we've got the farmers market grant that has been sitting here forever. We just voted on purchasing a piece of land with that money and going to get that kicked off and get it built. Um, let me see what else we got. That's uh, oh, we had Sucker Day downtown this yeah, year. Yeah, I know. Um, I heard about that. That you guys had the Sucker city, Day. Yeah, the city stepped up. Let's well, go over they, history uh, Sucker Day real quick, and then explain. I mean, it was ooh. a little rough time last year. Trying, you know, and you had to move okay, it out well, because there were 70th anniversary. Uh, what had happened was 70 years ago, 1950. A man came to town and. Uh, Finagled people, business owners, locals, to give him a bunch of money to bring a circus in with a parade and everything. Well, he took the money and ran. All the residents were uptown waiting for this grand circus to show up and had baked foods and did a bunch of different things and was ready for a celebration. He didn't show up. So the town said, well, we got all this stuff out of it. We might as well celebrate. So 70 years later, we're still doing that. Mm-hmm. There's actually a yeah. book written on Mr. Flynn made- yeah, you're not, and and it was called Sucker Day. You guys called it Sucker Day because they had got suckered by him. Yeah, I think that's just great. I love it with the way that you can just turn things around. Yeah, and the city stepped up this year, and you know, last year we had to move it out of town because of some issues. Uh, they waived their regular eighteen dollar fees for vendors to come and sell things on the corners on the regular, you know, throughout the year. Um, they assisted with some 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 financial stuff to help us get portalettes, and they set up some things for us at the park and different things. They 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 helped us out tremendously, and it went off very well. So, so was it like this? Was it like a sigh of relief in a sense, or it was just okay? It's in the past, and oh, this is like hey, you know, let's not get interrupted. Let's just enjoy ourselves. I mean, yes, did you feel a little was... extra joy? And yes, we all did. I think everybody enjoyed it. There was some. Constructive criticism, which is fine. I'll take that to note, yeah. and, and we'll try to fix that next time and, and make it better. Yeah. Yeah. Everything can always be better, you know what I mean? Uh, it's funny because I see people that spend, like, huge amounts of dollars on weddings or certain things that are just like, oh, my gosh, it could be a dumbbell on a house or it could be a house, <laughs> you know? It's like... <laughs> The only one who knows that you don't have that thing that you're thinking about that you don't have is you, <laughs> you know. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, well, things can always be made better, and you know, and it's great to have community involvement, too. And, you know, there's only so much people can do. But I'm so glad it was a, a success. Um, and how are the fundraisers going for the fire department and the uh, and the police department? They're they're having some on a pretty regular basis. Uh, you know they're not you know they little things here and there. They've got another one I think coming up sometime soon. I'm not positive they hadn't given a date exactly for the police department. Uh, things are going good there. We're getting our jail up to up the code with the sprinkler systems and all that stuff has been voted in. We have uh, you know some other stuff that's laid out there. Like I said, we you know all five council members have stayed have been very involved. And very and educate themselves on the things that are out there, the things that we've been, you know, holding off on, and we've got the money to fix, and doing that, so we can also get more grant monies to to continue to uh, to to fix this little town as far as you know structurally or anything like that, um, and and get us moving in the right direction. Uh huh. That's great. That's fantastic. So. Um, 
And so, yeah, so you're still looking to build a community involvement and get, get businesses back. And I know that Logan Phillips is big on that, you know, you know, building things back up. So, um, you know, so there's more there for local uh, industry or not industry, but just little mom and pop shops. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, so the current, we have 21 small businesses in town, uh, you know, and we're trying to do whatever we can to, make this little town more attractive for small business. Uh, of course, you know, it's good for the people and it's good for the revenue for the city. I mean, it, it, it helps out all around, you know, uh, to have right. more stuff in your town that you can come get and not have to drive to Holdenville or Seminole or Okima or, you know, nothing against those towns. But if we have it right. here, then the people can utilize right. you it. You want to bring it to your area, you know, sure. Mm-hmm. And, of I'll course, like I said, time. you know, as a – as a council member, it also brings in tax revenue, which assists the city on on uh, staying financially stable. So, what's going on with um, with uh, you know the schools and how's life changed there, and you know uh, with um, the COVID and things like that? I know that Oklahoma became a little hot spot for a while, and it still is in certain areas. But how are your mm-hmm. lives affected there? Uh, we've done good so far. We've had a few cases. Uh, nothing. It has to where we've had to shut the school down. I don't know the percentages right now that are actually doing online or um, uh-huh. or you know actually going to school, um, but uh, you know they've they've stayed below the cutoff line, if you will, that's supposed to have the yeah. school shut down and quarantine. We've had a, a, a handful of cases. You know, one was a teacher, and then I don't I don't remember anything with the kids. We've had a few around town, but uh, everybody's done what. CDC guidelines has Nobody's been given. Nobody's panicking, and state just kind of like no, being respectful no, and cautious. Yeah, and it's going to just be understanding and 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 doing you know doing what they feels best for them individually, also mm-hmm. to, uh, to keep from spreading. So. Mhm. Mhm. Yep. I mean, I and you know, I raised my children. And, you know, they're both like twenty and twenty-two right now, and. Of course, I'm still raising them. Guess what? They're going to be 50. I'm going to be raising them. <laughs> Knock on wood. <laughs> I'll be raising me, okay? Um, but uh, in New Hampshire, they'll live free or die. And, you know, uh, you know that said, sometimes you get the dirty look. And, you know, you do want to be respectful. And who knows what the heck is what. I, don't, I just don't know how you can be coming up with the vaccine yet when they don't really know what it's all about. But... You know, it's scary stuff. It's all but just like really weird stuff. But we we won't go there. Um, I, I hope to God that our president is going to be fine. I believe he will be, and uh, and just wish him the best. Of course, wish him the absolute best. So, um, you have any big elections coming up there or anything like that? Everybody's pretty stable. We'll get on to James Street unless there's something more that you want to talk about. But what's going on with the election? Uh, with us, uh, we're looking at, you know, we got our District 24, which Logan Phillips is running for that. And I'm endorsing him. I think he's a very good asset to the to the entire, you know, district. Um, also, mm-hmm. the uh, state senator running is, is opened up for, you know, that's going to be voted on here shortly, the, the race there. Um, who's I spoke with um, – you've got – Logan Phillips, or excuse me, you've got um, Wade Boggs and uh, Warren Hamilton. 
Okay, we'll I met Warren Hamilton at Sucker Day. Oh, Hamilton! Oh, Hamilton! <laughs> yeah, well, I met with him. I never, I never met with him. I've talked, I've read a bunch about him. I've got some words from other people around, uh, and so I, he was at Sucker Day, and I uh, sat and talked to him extensively. And I just, I just feel like he's for the people. Um, some of the things he told me, won't get into all the details, but uh, if you're interested, I mean, look him up and see what he's, what he's saying he wants to do for, you know. Oklahoma and make your decision. Yeah, I'll just say this: career politicians get in a rut. Um, nicely said. Uh, <laughs> you know, fresh blood, fresh blood. So, and and Logan Phillips, and you know, he's in his second term now, right? Yeah. So we had him on, and you know, say hi to Logan. Love to have him back on again, and and, uh, and the other candidate as well. And all right, well, any closing words for now? Because, you know, I hope um, people come back I've, on and keep us posted. I've, yes, ma'am. And I, I've done this before on the phone with you, but I wanted to thank you and Marty um, and Stephen Burke and everyone that, that uh, originally helped us out so much in this little town and gave us direction, gave us people to talk to, gave us some ideas. I mean, without all that assistance, we would have never been able to come together like we did and got have gotten to where we're at today. So I want to say thank you guys for that and putting it out there where people could see and hear what's actually going on in some of these small towns. Uh, it's kind of scary. You look at you look down there at Calvin and what they're going through, and I hope the best for them. I hope they can get the right people in there where they can get it straightened out. Uh, it takes a lot of work. We've got a long ways to go here. I mean, we've got a lot of things to yeah. fix, but we're all determined. We're determined we're going to make I it think, work. You know, it's really nice that you say that because, you know, I know you're not – exactly neighboring but you're you know a couple of stone throws away right and mm-hmm. and it's important to think about other people that aren't doing as well or other areas and so for you to bring that up that's great i think that um james is going to uh uh bring us to a positive point tonight he's going to share some uh really cool things with us uh tonight and um, of course, they still have stuff going on or not going on. But um, you know, we talked a little bit, and and I mean, I had goosebumps with some things that you were sharing well, with me. But you know, Tony, uh, it can be overwhelming. It, it, oh it can be gosh. overwhelming. I mean, it's it like we get up there. And, yes. Well, we get started our very first meeting we had, and our second meeting. You know what happened then? We had to suspend our former city manager, and oh, and we went ahead gosh. and released her. And I mean, that was like the second meeting. We hadn't even made two months yet. So um, there's so many things that need to be. What the heck? I thought all that stuff had gone. You know what I mean? Exactly. I was walking a town meeting because it was virtual or somebody was live streaming it. And I was like, what? What? No way. (laughs) But I mean, you know, the kind of thing we look at is, you know, that's, I mean, it's it's rough. There's a lot of things. It's overwhelming. There's so many things that we need to, to fix around here. Um, but yeah. it just takes time, and, and you just figure, okay, we'll get one at a time. Once we get it handled, then we'll move on and continue to push forward and, and, and make this town better than it than it can, you know, than it's been. Well, you know, it was a year ago uh, you went for the biggest snake, <laughs> and you got him. You know what I mean? Sometimes that's mm-hmm. where you need to start and, pe- and work your way back and uh, – and I'm just so glad, but it's kind of like funny. It's like you don't want it to be whack-a-mole, you know what I mean? You just don't want it to be mm-hmm. whack-a-mole. 
that? Or, you know, like, there's these, you know, those haunted horror stories, and I, I really don't like them. I think I used to watch them maybe once a year with uh, with my kids. One of them really loved them, and the other one and I, we just had a little, but it's like, you think that this creature, this really awful creature is dead, right? And all of a sudden it keeps coming back. It's like, no, and turn around, hurry, quick. But things are on the right track. And, and so good. Uh, thanks for reporting that. And, you know, I wish you uh, and uh, with Tompkins all the best. So I look forward to catching up again and seeing who we can have on, you know, uh, before the elections and, uh, you know, the the ones that uh, we know are for the people. Well, thank you for having me. Great to hear from you, Mr. Thank you. Uh, wow, James Treat, how are you? I'm doing fine, Tanya. How are you doing? Good. It's really, I'm great. I'm great tonight. You know, it's, um, it, it's kind of nice to hear that. I, you know that your neighboring towns are paying attention. You've got their support, and sometimes, you know, you might not always feel that you have somebody there with you. And then you, and then it's like you realize, you know what? Somebody really is there with me, and I think that's a good lead-in for you well, to share. Well, I, I personally would like to thank Richard for the recognition to me personally, but also to the people that really don't realize what that support is going to mean for them a week from now or a month from now or three months from now, that it's bigger than just the handful of people here that are corrupt. It's bigger than the handful of people here that are just trying to drive an agenda for their own benefit. It's much bigger than that. So uh, to Richard, I thank you and the other people in Wetumpka that feel the same way. yeah, and I'll, I'll just, just be outright blunt. And, there. Pardon. In Hughes County, I'd love it if you would tune in on the night that you know we're talking about other parts of Oklahoma because we can really use your support and your input and your knowledge too. Because uh, you know we're it is a Goliath, but we've actually you know we we're um it's working. It's it's working, and we just want to kind of like seal the deal. So any information that you can help us with as we go forward, just just tune on in and, and listen. You'll hear more about that a little bit later on in the show about the ODOC. Um, uh, well, but I hope that we have your support, uh, you know, News County when um, we're not necessarily talking exactly about Calvin or Wisconsin. And I think we do. Well, and if you didn't know, and you may know, and for those who don't know, Warren Hamilton is challenging for the seat that Larry Boggs has held. I didn't know if you realized that or not. So that is very, very positive. Very, very positive. Because that man had his own personal agenda, and he took care of the good old boys in his immediate area. Right. And yeah. oh, to for, prove for that prove that point, he wouldn't return phone calls to his own constituents. And it was been documented, documented, and documented. But again, that's a good thing. Well that's you know, you can vote yourself in or out, right? So uh, that's the way it's your behavior, you can vote yourself in or out. And hopefully, <laughs> you know, enough it's clear enough now. <laughs> right. 
Well, we'll segue into yeah. <laughs> one of the things that we talked about. You touched base earlier today to ask if uh, there was anything positive I could share about Calvin. Yeah. And I kind of laughed to myself, and I actually wrote back something like, question mark, positive, Calvin. Yeah. And that was all from the carnal point of view. And the more I thought about that all day, we do have some very positive things to share about Calvin. Not about the leadership, not about the management of the town. None of that's changed. It's not any more right. transparent than it was still a year, no two years ago. For 10 years, right. Right. No show Joe, still no show Joe. You know, no chief of police, yeah. That's just the way it is. There was a gentleman, and I absolutely, in the carnal, in the human realm, had nothing to do with some happenings that have come about through Christianity and through God and through Christ. And I'm going to talk about that for a few minutes. And if that offends you, it really shouldn't. It really, really shouldn't because... The root of all corruption and the root of all evil can only be fought through God and God's word. But there was a gentleman named Paul Palmer who had a calling to hold a restore and restoration revival. Guess where? Population 240. Population 240. Calvin, Oklahoma. Yeah, he's a big deal. We've had four weekends. Uh, one of those weekends was a Saturday only because of a singing, a gospel singing that was taking place out on the mountain uh, at Stephen Burke's radio station. So it wasn't held on that one particular Friday night, but for four weekends in a row, with the exception of that one, Friday and Saturday night, we've had a revival under pavilion in the town of Calvin, that a gentleman named Paul Palmer, an evangelist, was called to do. And other prayer groups, as it's learned, had contacted Mr. Palmer. And then there was a local person who was contacted by Mr. Palmer. And that's how the revival began and established itself. And Yes, I know politics and religion are supposed to be held separate, but one really can't, and our country wasn't founded on that. But through these, we have, we've had as many as 28, maybe 30 people, and we've had as few as 8, 9, 10 people. But someone knew at each sitting, at each revival, someone knew. And some children, some elderly, 70, 80 years old, some four years, five years, six years and up. But there's probably been 10 to 12 people that have given their life to Christ because of this calling and this man answering his calling, calling to the town of Calvin was to revive and restore the corruption, the satanic activity, the the demonic cloud that hangs over the town that has for years. 
has for decades, has ever since the name was changed from Riverside to Calvin, because you'd have to do a deep study of Calvinism to really, really grasp that. But the most impressive thing to me was to see, (coughs) excuse me, a young man, no more than 9, 10, 11 years old, give his life to the Lord. Okay? That's one thing in and of itself. But that young man has come back by himself. No adult, no mom or dad, by himself. And sat in the pew Two separate And two consecutive Weekends By himself On his own Not just there Not twiddling his thumbs Not sitting on his hands Right, not getting ready to leave I'm here because I have to be here but. But listening To every single Word And when asked I don't remember the particular question. He replied, I'm excited. I had a good (laughs) week. I had a good week. This is a young man, not even in his teens. Mm -hmm. So all the corruption in the world out there doesn't hold a candlelight to that one young man. And I'm not yeah. belittling any of the other people. Yeah. No, it's just um, that's where he's led. But and he will be a warrior for Christ. <laughs> and his generation will take back these small towns. I hope so. You know, it's, no, it's time. It's time. Yes, it is time. Um, you know, we, we need the adults in the community to make a stand for righteousness and right and wrong. To get rid of the drug dealers running up and down the streets because the police chief certainly isn't. For the thieves running rampant and stealing people blind. Right, I mean, in your face. Not one day, every day. Just a pickpocket. But major dollars worth. Well, you know, it's... The grown people... The grown people need to stand up for themselves in Christ, but also in the worldly, in the carnal, because Christians are told to obey the law of the land, and they're also told to obey the word of God. Both. Both. And that's what we need more of. And that's... That's the positive statement because it's not just our community. It's the community in Wetumpka. It's the community in Holdenville. It's the community in Stewart and Allen. All got the same roots, and it all has the same genetics. And this event that we're continuing in Calvin is not just for the residents or community of Calvin. 
it's for the community of Hughes County and anyone who wants to attend. It's 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 a it's a breath of fresh air. Mm-hmm. And no one is pushing anything down your throat. No one because as I said myself as I had a calling to stand up and give my testimony. Mm-hmm. We're all we are chosen. We were meant to be there in that place. Every individual that was there and has walked through that place. It wasn't by happenstance. And we didn't choose God. We didn't choose Christ. He chose us. And it's up to us to take back God's place, put God back in his place, and take back God's communities. Because I hear, it's my home. It's my town. It's my this. It's my... No, it's not. It belongs to God. I'll repeat it. It belongs to God. It doesn't matter whether you were born and raised here. It doesn't matter if you lived here 35 years. It doesn't mean if you bore children here. It's No, it belongs to God. Mm-hmm. You don't get to run it in the ground. Mm-hmm. So, well, it, yeah, it's, well, it's up to us to fight for the right things. And, you know, I don't mean fight, but I do mean fight. It's the right way. It's, it's um, you know, uh, we just need to look. It's, well, but it, it, t- it a lot ties of things in. that we talk about on this show, it's not for the faint of heart. We'll be talking about, Kelly, in just a few minutes that are first from the faint. Heart, uh, for the faint of heart. But, um, well, but I was going to say this. This ties to, to this ties to the theme of 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 being reformed and being able to pay your price to society and come out and become a fruitful part of society. There is no. I mean, you have a punishment when you go to jail for whatever it is you were convicted of, but it's mm-hmm. not to be treated less than human mm-hmm. it's not to be looked down upon as an animal and when you come across just like this town and you you think it's a fight against an individual or a, a you know it was James Street town of Calvin County Calvin James no it wasn't it was a spiritual battle and they were fighting a child of God they're not going to win the fight Mm-hmm. But going back to God calling people that have made mistakes and people turning to God after they've made mistakes, it's all mm-hmm. connected. However you want to jumble up the dots and roll them around in a can and throw them out like pickup jacks, it's mm-hmm. all connected mm-hmm. with right and wrong corruption out in the world, mm-hmm. out in governments, in families even, because there will be dividing of families over right and wrong. And it's time mm-hmm. for everybody to take a righteous stand. No one's saying you got to mm-hmm. all believe the same, but you have to have a core value of right and wrong. Mm-hmm. And that does segue into the rest of your show. 
Um, thank you so much. And that's a really beautiful testimony because, again, we've had a lot of talk about things that have happened over there in Hughes County, you know, that aren't for the faint of heart. And, um, and, um, and uh, lately with a lot of the um, uh, the abuses in, in the prisons, um, uh, and the conditions there, and we have got uh, we have got people on the inside uh, that are giving uh, the information. And Tina Gertz and myself have been gathering, 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 and we've been doing this uh, for a couple of years now together. You know, and I've been gathering in general affidavits on uh, Oklahoma public corruption for about four years now, I think maybe. Um, so we definitely uh, are, you know, like we're not going another four years. Once we started bringing out these shows and we talked about a bunch of Lawton uh, wrongful convictions and there was common names, common people, um, and, and uh, you know, we've got the David Praters, we've got the um, Ken Sue Dorfel, who uh, is a horrible, horrible, um, she's corrupt, and you know what? Uh, she can try to sue me if she wants because, uh, you know, I can prove it. So I'm not worried about libel, you know. Um, and, you know, she's a public – she's not a public uh, defender or pretender. She's actually a criminal defense lawyer who collects a lot of money, collects a lot of money. And she makes you give it to you in her in cash. And uh, and uh, and there's no contract. There's no contract. I found out no phone. There's no No contract with attorneys. Uh, you know, and did you just you have the fox guarding the hen house, and well, you know what's happened now with um, Oklahoma? We'll just talk about. We'll keep this with the Oklahoma Department of Corrections right now. Is there in too deep? They well, let me let me let, let me add this one thing. Okay, when a man speaks a word from his mouth, and you can't trust that word from his mouth. There's an issue. There's a problem. It doesn't matter whether it's a politician, your neighbor, your brother, your chief of police. But as an example to where you're going with this, our chief of police, and some people will think, well, this not, that's not a big deal, was given a personal invitation on more than one occasion. And the words that left his mouth were, I will be there. I will make a point of being there. Now, that is one of your leaders in the community. He's a public official. No one made him say a word. No one made him make a commitment. No one made him speak the words that I'll be there. There's only one way to evaluate that. It was a lie. He didn't come. He didn't show. And if you can't trust the words out of your public official's mouth or the lead of the chairman of the or the administrator of the prison system or I, even a prison guard if you can't trust their words they don't need to be in well, those positions I, I, you know yeah this has been um in the news uh oklahoma watch uh did a little story i if, uh, you know i'm in there a little bit i wrote a pretty lengthy article shared part of a clip of uh my audio with um carpenter uh who is a coo um, you know, works with Scott Crow and uh, been on the phone with legislators, been on the phone with Attorney General, uh, Grand Jury, and so Tina and I are uh, dotting all the I's, crossing all the T's, and I'm not waiting, not waiting, not waiting any longer. Um, if anybody wants to play around and dink around, 
um, then, you know, oh, we're going to do it and it takes time to do this and that. No, no, because there are lives that are being lost every single day because of the abuse, okay, that's going on in those prisons. And right now, right now, just right now, somebody's probably getting beaten, getting raped, getting, you know, getting maggots in their food, um, having to, you just wait a few months, okay, you're going to have inmates that are sleeping on cement floors, okay, without a blanket, without a blanket. Um, you've got people that get 20 minutes of daylight, okay, 20 minutes of daylight, maybe three days a week, if they're lucky in a lot of places. And then you have got the Oklahoma Department of uh, Corruption <laughs> that, that is coming out with all of these gosh darn fluffy little videos and it's a joke it's an insult and they might have had people fooled a while ago but they don't anymore because there's a lot of groups that have come together and and are busting their butts to um uh to share to share and so like uh uh tina and i are working on getting that nonprofit done we've got a oh, we're working on a grant uh grant writing that are doing documentaries it's going to tell all about the successes right up the line. We've got names. We've got, uh, we have got inmates that have come out. We've got uh, uh, staff that has worked there and quit, and they're being harassed to this day to intimidate them into place. Um, I don't buy it when you've got a, a, a Timothy Wolf or Justin Wolf or whoever he is up there because he's not up there. He's just out there, Okay. Do you trust this warden? I said, do you trust this warden? You know, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, circle around to it a little bit later on in the conversation. Let me tell you why you need to second-guess this warden. You cannot believe that everything that these people say are true. They're the ones providing the contraband. They're COs. They're providing the contraband. They're providing, you know, the, the, you know things that, that other inmates get in trouble for having. Oh, guess what? Whose line is whose pocket? When you get practically or not sexually assaulted, going in there to visit your loved one, there's no way your loved one is passing on things, okay? Guess what? Guess where it's coming through. So let's get real here. And I'm just, I get really fiery about that. And and we have just got so much evidence. But here we go. Kelly. Kelly, Kelly, are you there? Yes. Hello. Oh, tune me down. Tune me down. Okay. First, <laughs> like, where where do you start? Um, I'm going to right. talk about God. I'm going to talk about God because Thank we have you. to put God first before anything else. But I'm Thank going to tell you, I'm talking about Comanche County, Lawton, Oklahoma. Yes. They are crooked as the day is long. There are so many people have come out of Comanche County who were wrongfully convicted for something they didn't do. My husband it was given 30 years. Manslaughter in the first degree, and he didn't do it. He, in, in January, he would have been locked up 20 years when all he should have got was 10. Yes. Because when this incident happened, where was he at? He wasn't at the scene. He was with his nephews in a nightclub. Nobody questioned them. They just assumed yeah. that he did it. They got they got to get that 
arrest. They've got to get them off the streets because these people need to look good. And it's the same players over and over again. You've got Mike Gaines. You've got West. You've got uh, is it yes. Ju- Julius yes. Jones? Is he one? Right? Yes. I mean, I'm uh, telling Jorge? you. Jorge? Yes. Your husband? Yes. And We're working it's on wrong. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's wrong. the same players. People need to stand up and and come and let people know how people are being treated when they're locked up. Yeah. How I know because I was on the other side of that fence. I've seen people die in prison. So let's talk about you, because Tuesday we're gonna. And not, I'm not saying don't talk to, about your husband at all, but uh, Tuesday, and, just for our listeners to know, we're gonna be dedicating this uh, the show to um, uh, to her husband, um, and uh, explain. And because there's there's patterns, it's just like you know, crazy. It's like people are coming out of the woodwork. And so it's not an imagination. You don't have to no. listen to what people are saying. You have to just, you have to scour, 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 like, you know, I've been doing because I can't take people's word for it. You know what I mean? But when you start, it's like, oh, let me tell you your story. Uh, let me guess. Was so-and-so your judge? Was, you know, there's all of these overlapping people that need to go. Uh, and yeah, Comanche uh, County is horrible, and so, Oklahoma is horrible. So with with that so being let's said, talk about you and what happened with you. Okay, I got convicted of possession of to, of intent with ten lower tabs who weren't mine. Somebody had called me to ask me, and I said, "Yeah, that was it." Twenty years, twelve in and eight suspended. On my 50th birthday. So, I've been out three years, but I've seen women literally take their last breath. Women who are who have colostomy bags, only get so many a week, use whatever. Maggots. People dying with maggots. Hurrying and, up you know, and, it's and, like in the meat grinders, right? Yes. <laughs> in the meat grinders. You know, I mean, it's these stories I hear over and over and over again, like by, a, you know, somebody who works there and, right. and, and have seen the maggots in the meat grinder. And it's like, yes. And this and is not something. A tablespoonful. <laughs> and this is not something. What, what is this? Like naked and afraid? And, uh, no, it, it's, it's exactly. And this is not something that I made up. This is something I've seen with my own eyes. My own. I'll never forget it. It was January the 2nd. 2016, my roommate got up, she was in the bathroom, she stood up, she fell, took her last breath. I got on the call box, which is an emergency call box, help, don't touch her. Don't touch her. The nurse came, the nurse came an hour later, she's gone. They wheeled her body up medical, left her there. Didn't cover up, just left her there. So then the officers come to me. Ma'am, did you guys have a fight? No. Did something happen? No. For eight hours, I was locked out of my cell. Not one person came to me and asked me, do you need to speak to someone? 
can we can we do anything for you? Nothing. So people need to know how women, not just women and men, are being treated. Now there's tw- there's twice a year you can send boxes to your loved ones, Christmas and summer. Okay. Why can't we send them masks, hand sanitizer, bleach? Those boxes come from a company. Why can't we go to Amazon and have them sent to the prison? No. They're saying that they're giving out masks. They're giving out hand sanitizer. They're not. So if these inmates, inmates, where are they going? Nowhere. They're not leaving. They're they're at their home right now. It's the guards. It's the staff. It's this. They're going in and out. Now, you're not denying that you were in possession of something you shouldn't have been in possession of. You're not denying. Right. I'm not going to sugarcoat. No. I broke the law. I broke the law. I'm accountable for what I did. Yep. So I want everybody to know I'm not sugarcoating anything. I was wrong. But at the same time, I'm still a human being. Just like those other women are human beings. The men are human beings. They talk to them like they're animals. They treat them like they're animals. When they're supposed to get out and every day. And we have the pleasure, you know, bittersweet pleasure of, of listening to, um, to James Larrick for a couple of weeks. And James, if you're listening, you're more than welcome to call in. Um, uh, I don't know if you've heard James Lurk on with us, but he was a CEO. No. And um, before that, he was a news reporter in, in yes. uh, California. He came back to be with his family and right. his films and this and that. Um, and he, I mean, his accounts, okay, aren't, you know, look, he took videos. <laughs> he took videos. Yeah. Uh, you can hear what these people are saying, and that was like nothing compared to other things. And uh, that right. he has not yet shared um, other things that we have that the mm-hmm. COs are saying about people. It's like, well, you can't let them lay there for more than an hour because then we'll get in trouble because their their bodies are hard. And, and then, it, you, you know what I mean? Like, it's like right. are you kidding me? That's why it's every... Making... <laughs> Go ahead. Excuse me. That's why every 30 minutes they have to walk around. Flash that light in your eye, you know, every 30 minutes because so many people have died in there and they don't know why. Medical, you don't, you, I mean, you have to be almost dead to go outside medical. Hey, I was on the phone with somebody yesterday mm -hmm. and uh, she's got tons of documents and her, um, her father uh, was, Sentenced to like twenty something years for a big bogey, okay? For big bogey, big point. Now, yeah. he had actually gotten off of how he beat his addiction to methamphetamine is um, through smoking pot, okay? Yeah. So, uh, so he got twenty years, and um, see, this is where the rehabilitation that helped. It's just like. It's horrifying there in Oklahoma. So he got 20 years, has a brain tumor, right? Has a right. brain tumor. 
she's 11 years old. Mm. She worked for over 10 years to get him out of there. They yeah. would not treat They wouldn't treat him. They would not treat him. You go on ODOC website, mm-hmm. and you will see that this is the care. This is what they get. This is blah, blah, blah. You go ahead and you look at the prisoner's rights, uh, right. constitution, their fourth, their eighth, their fourteenth. You will see that um, mm-hmm. you're not supposed to be retaliated against for grievances, but yet no. grievances don't make it out of the prisons. Typically, no, they don't. and uh, that's why a lot of people have the cell phones, because it's their only way to real life to try to get help. Um, right. And now, it does not mean that there isn't organized crime, but people that have nothing to lose there, and, and the drugs aren't coming in. But again, how, how is that getting in there? Okay? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. the criminals are also the ones that are letting this happen, and they're making good money off of it. All right? Right. And right. And, and on my clip of audio with Carpenter, conversation with him, I'll release the whole thing at some point. I released mm-hmm. about uh, half of it, um, where he's hearing me say that. Right. And I'm asking him, what about them? Exactly. Two different, at two different times. Right. And the first time, oh, I have to go. And then I changed the subject, and we continued talking for about another 10 minutes or so. Mm-hmm. I brought that up again. Right. And, he had to and, and the thing is, you know, our loved ones shouldn't be held accountable because they have someone out here in the world who's looking at not only for their best interest, but other in- people's interests as well. So when you call to the prisons, you call and speak to people and let them know, well, what's going on here, this, that, and the other, then... They get harassed. For what reason? You know, one, right. I, I never, never will forget, it was a Sunday, and I was going to visit my husband, and one of the officers, I don't remember his name, but he was he was a sweetheart. He was very respectful. And he told me, he said, I wish more women like yourself would come and visit. It makes our job easier. And I said, why? You know, why are you saying that? Because we don't have to. They don't have to stress. They don't have to worry. They they can go and visit with their family, loved ones, uh, vending, take pictures. Six hours, you know. Mm-hmm. And when well, I first started on your business, oh, let me, let's give. In 2013, when I was go visit my husband, they could not. You had to sit there for six hours. If you got up to use the bathroom, your visit was over. Okay, you're going to sit there and drink coffee, pop, food, you know. Visit. Try to have as normal of a life visit as you can. Right. Well, I could get up and go to the bathroom as many times as I wanted to, but you're getting pat searched in and pat searched out. Okay, no problem because I, I have nothing but my clear bag with my quarter, my quarters, my change in it, no paper, or my picture tickets. So in 2014, they changed it to where, they could go to the bathroom once during the visit. Okay. That's nice. An elderly gentleman who was a diabetic, who was now at home, couldn't go. So what would happen? He would take them on himself. Okay. That's not right. When you're a diabetic, you have tend to have to go to the bathroom more often than a normal person. 
Was he able to go to the bathroom? Absolutely not. So, at least he's able to go once. But my thing is, if they're diabetic or whatever, they should be able to go as many times as they need it. Let's make this personal. Yeah. I, well, I want to ma- ask you, let's talk yes. a little bit about what, what, you know, I think that there's a stigma, and I think probably yes. a lot of people that are listening um, don't have that stigma, but some might. Right. And, right. you know, let's talk about, I don't know, how, I don't mean to say average because everybody's different, but, you know, what is typical when you meet um, an offender and, like, what do you find that their lives were like and, and what their crimes were like? Like, is it, it, you know, I know there's a, a range and there's different security levels and whatnot, but yes, there is a if maximum. you were to meet them on the outside, right? And you didn't mm-hmm. know what would it be like. And then I wanted to ask you, like, have you found a lot of a lot that have come to Christ while they're there? Because I know the more I talk to people, um, especially the ones that have been here for a very long, long time, it's like yes, they yes. give their lives to God, and, and you know. Yes. Okay. So help us out here a little bit. Okay, I'm going to tell you <clears throat> when I was locked up. I was I was doing Bible studies because I didn't I didn't join up with the games. I didn't click up with anybody. I just did my time and went home. So one of the other ladies said, "Hey, you like to do Bible studies?" Yes. They sent me a Bible Bible studies, and then you know, if you'd like to encourage someone else to you know be willing to do our you know Bible studies, send us their name. Where they're at and their DLC number, okay. So I did it for my husband. I have all his certificates. Every time you would do a a, a lesson, a Bible lesson, it would send you a certificate, you know. And it was a every lady and every gentleman out of Arizona. And they did this out of the kindness of their heart. They didn't ask for money. They did it because they love people. You know, they love people. They would send us newsletters with recipes and different things, you know, trying to make our time easier. Because I I, I grew up in church, but, you know, somehow we stray. So like the gentleman said earlier, God God needs us. God needs us. But also to him, we need God. So when I gave my life to Christ... That's how I made it. Believe me, it's not easy. But it's what you make it. You have to fall back. You You just have to fall fall back. Yes. Yes. Same as you do your time. Don't let the time do you. Mm -hmm. So it depends on who the individual is. And how serious they are about changing their life. It's called people, places, and things. People, places, and things. And if anybody has any questions, feel free. I'll yeah. tell you. Yeah, if anybody here. wants to call, to call in, um, 917-388-4520. We have plenty to talk about. I've got a whole list of things, but I also know I'm having you on Tuesday, but nine one seven three eight eight 
4520. And then press the number one um, if you want to get in the queue, if you want to ask Kelly a question or have a comment or, uh, um, you know, something. I want to ask me something. Um, but, um, but, you know, back to, like, if you were to run into, like, half of the people that you were housed with or uh, um, somewhere else, okay, like in, a, in Walmart, uh, uh, in church, or, or at a, a gathering. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, just like, I mean, what is it like? Like, what would you say the average offender was? Like, where were you were? What was it for? And, you, you know, it was, you know, there was various things. There was people in there for... Um, um, burglary, arson, um, mostly uh, trafficking drugs, mm-hmm. um, murder. Bad problem. I mean, they're just different, different, um, different uh, charges, different, you know, people just. And the funny thing is, one day I was in Walmart here about three months back and a lady she's walking around phone around the store and I seen her through the store and she's looking at me and I didn't recognize her but she recognized me. And she said, Miss Baker, I said, Well who are you? She you remember me I said, Look at you. I said, How are you doing? She said, I don't even live in Oklahoma. I just came to visit my family. I said, You've got to be kidding me. She said, Oh no, when I got out I was done with Oklahoma Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know more people that want to get out as soon as their loved ones are out and um, yeah, yeah. Yes. I fled, <laughs> and I never even lived there, but I was there. I fled. Um, yeah. But I, but I go back now. Um, so it's no, it's um, it is the uh, you can't walk in fear. You can't walk in fear. You have to walk with righteousness and with with the truth. And, yeah, uh, and, you do. And, you know, and Stephen Burke, he can talk about this all day. And Stephen Burke, the producer of the show um, on mm-hmm. 8.9, and of course he has. He ministers uh, inmates, you know, felons and whatnot in, in prison. You know, he's, he's done that for, for years, and I don't know what it's like right now given the COVID situation. And I imagine that it's pretty limited what he has access to given what we know. Uh, you know, it's kind of funny. It's like, oh, okay, we're going to have an inspection next Friday at uh, such and such time. And it's like, okay, everybody, like, start painting, right. start cleaning. And then, it, you yep, know, and then yep, it's all back yep. to exactly what it was. It's, it's, a, it's a joke. It's just a joke. <laughs> and and, the, and um, the thing is, if, if people would not show up intentionally, just pop up like an individual did. Um, you and I discussed, um, and I, what are you doing here? Um, I can come in when I get ready. No, you can't. And he popped up because he wanted to see what was going on. Right. That's it why happen. he left. They're policing mm-hmm. themselves, and, yes. and it's not working that way. You know, no, it's, no. it's not working that way, but we've got, you know, there's, um, it's not working that way. Uh, no. And, you know, uh, we have Ricky Oscar Williams on, Tina and I did with us uh, just less than two weeks ago, I think it was, and he said that we've made more progress than anybody in the history of Oklahoma. Yes. Penetrating the OVOC. Yes. Uh, I don't know if anybody, you know, has different feelings about that or not. It's fine, you know, because we couldn't have done it, and we can't be doing it without people trusting us 
to come right. forward with them uh, on me. their behalf. And yeah. it's just amazing how it's working out. It's working yeah, out because it's that's what it's for. It's, um, you know, we don't have in any of these agencies, we do not have that accountability. No. You know, it, it really is one hand washes the other there because, you know, right. the paychecks are all connected and attached. Okay. Yes. And as soon as you start turning your back on, on seeing something, then they, then everybody's got to turn their back and then suddenly the pockets are getting filled up. And then, you know, and then all these kind of crazy ideas are there. Well, the thing is right now, um, the ODLC is between a rock and a hard place. Yeah, they've put they themselves between the rock and a hard place because they have gotten caught. <laughs> with their with their uh, hands in the cookie jar, they're caught. Um, you know, we have a lot of conflicting information between an affidavit, between um, audio tape, between things that are uh, other things that are in writing, between uh, you know. Okay, so they want to put out this thing where oh, happy, happy, look at this huge meal, like you would think it is a. Uh, a Vermont setting for Thanksgiving, okay? And, mm-hmm. You know, with somebody in orange overalls, oh, I'm, I'm just happy. I'm eating real good. And then, you know, mm-hmm. you get pictures of maggots or, or, or mm-hmm. a spoonful, uh, you know, and, and you get um, people that worked in the kitchen that are telling you what's right. really happening. And yes. I'm sorry, you know, don't you dare think that you can take other people's words over these other uh, over the people that are in, you know, behind the bars. Because yeah. uh, we, if you do that, you know what? We got to challenge the credibility of those that are lying. Yes. Done. Yes. Done. Bam. Done. Yes, ma'am. So, you know how you, you go to court and, you know, people try to discredit each other? Done. Done. Yeah. Yep. It's done. Packaged it's, up real pretty. So, um, yeah, and they know it, they know it. So there's got to be some, you know, <laughs> real quick work, real quick work. Yeah. Uh, Cause we're not going to fancy pants around too many people no, are being hurt. No. They're crowding, yeah. you know, crowding. Yes. this whole thing with COVID. It's ridiculous. What do they do? It's just, it, you know, we've been fighting this for a while. Right. But the COVID right. was just like, kind of like a peek inside. Bam, mm-hmm. All of a sudden. No kidding. This was a huge problem long before. Yeah. And and the thing is, it's um, the sad thing is COVID-19 is nobody really knows what it is. Right. But there are so many people on the inside that are shuffling them around, putting the negative with the positive, the positive with the negative, right. you know, it's scary. I mean, when they say it's praying time, it's praying time. I mean, like it says in the Bible, uh, when Jesus come back, every knee will shall bow and every tongue will confess. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. It, when I say it's praying time, it's praying time. And you and I had talked mm-hmm. about um, issues about, you know, we want stuff right now, right now, right now. God said mm-hmm. no. Yes. No, I'm an on-time God. It may not come when you want it, but I'm always right on time, just like you and I had discussed about 
letting it be known that something's got to be done. Stop sweeping it under the rug. Stop covering it up. Stop hiding. Let the truth be told. Like they say, tell the truth and shame the devil. Right, right. I mean, listen, the governor knows how to make things look, you know, on the surface really pretty. But we're not yes, buying it anymore. Of course. We're just not course. buying it anymore. No. It's, it's, it's done. That game is over. It, it, it's over. And so we're going to keep pressing the fact that it's over because, you know, they're trying to prove that it not to be true by by putting these pretty little fuzzy commercials together. Oh, there's been some rumors. <gasps> yes. <laughs> yes. That's it. You know, it's, yeah. these are no rumors. And it's just an insult. It's an insult. It really it's is. Slap it really is. It's a slap in the face. And we're not going to yes. slap. We're not going to slap back. We're just going to do right. it right. And we are. And we are. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's like, that's how you can do. Tiffany Walton, I tip my hat to Tiffany Walton for mm-hmm. taking the whole COVID thing by storm. I tip my hat to her. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. She did a great, great job because she was a COVID nurse. And in New York City, she's from Oklahoma, came back, and bam, somebody called her, and she was like, take charge, and really, really um, uh, made noise. So I, I tip my hat to Tiffany Walton uh, for that. Right. Um, Emily Barnes, Emily Barnes, going to rallies like crazy, setting up rallies like crazy. She was just recently interviewed by um, Oklahoma Watch as well. Um, Tina, Tina Gertz, day in and day out, and... Yeah, and you know it takes a while for people to really trust who you are, and I've got people contacting me a lot and in code now, and it's like okay, it's like okay, they're trying to figure out if they can really trust me, and I'm trying to figure out, well, you know, I don't put anything past the state, so you know, you're going to have to prove to me a little bit who you are too before I start talking to you, <laughs> you know, right? And ultimately, the walls are broken down as you know appropriate, and um, you know, we can ease up a little bit. Uh, right, but that's what it has to be, and and it's a shame because you know you do want to trust before you distrust. But right, in this situation, trust has to be built. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, let's talk a little bit about those boxes of food. Now, what do they say on them? Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, Not for human. Consumption for inmate consumption only. For inmate consumption only. Can you repeat that again? Mm-hmm. There are boxes of food that come not to the prisons that say not for human consumption. Inmate consumption only. Now, what does that tell you? You're not going to eat it. But we have no choice. I lived on $11.45 a month. Now, I didn't get no help from the outside. I had a sister who would put $20 on the phone once a month so I could call home when I got uh, stressed out or depressed or whatever or got upset. I didn't flip out. I just took up the phone, talked five or six minutes. Okay, sister, thank you, and gone about my business. So mm-hmm. tell me. By the grace of God, that's how I made it through prison. And you can't—you're uh, not allowed to see your uh, your longtime love for how long now because of the fact that you're on 
You're on probation? No, I'm on unsupervised. All I have to do, I don't have to report. All I have to do is pay my fines. That's it. Okay. Because what I was told was... But yet you're you're not... Okay, so once that's paid off, then you can see him? Yeah. Visitation is a privilege. That's what I tell you. It's a privilege. Right. It's a privilege. Right. But the privilege is, how would you like to be locked up in your cell right now in a cell with COVID-19? You can't get out. It's you and another man. That means black mold. There's there's no fresh air. There's no. Uh, yeah, and, yeah. Um. Yeah. You know, I, I this man quadruple bypass surgery. I didn't know for about ten days. Then he is actually finally allowed to call his wife. And guess what? He's calling what? from the same phone the COVID positive uh, inmate had because he's in quarantine. Um, right. It's like, you do that to a man that, I, it's just, it's nonsense, it's crazy, but if that all worked out well, because, um, if she had access to him and he got out of there, so, the squeaky right. wheel, wheel, will get the grease. The squeaky hmm. wheel, wheel, will get the grease. Ultimately, yes. overall, the squeaky wheel, will get the grease, and I'm hearing that from more yeah. and more that have been released. Um, it's, it's, it's really, really important. Speak it's up, really sad. talk up. Um, you know what? You even if you can, they say, uh, okay, so you're supposed to be able to file a grievance if there is a reason to, okay? Right. If there's a reason to as an inmate, okay? And that grievance is supposed to be able to go, right, and go through the proper protocols. You're supposed to get a copy of that, right? Right. You should be able to retain the command is what it's called. And what happens if you file a grievance in there? What happens is usually you start, um, let me remember, you start with your case, your, um, your case manager. It goes from your case manager, um, no, it goes from your, you start with your counselor, then it goes from your counselor to your case manager. From your case manager, it goes to the unit manager. From the unit manager, it goes to chief of security. Chief of security goes to the assistant warden. Then another assistant warden. Then it goes to the warden. Then you get sent back to you saying, no, we can't do this. No, we can't well, do I'm that. Well, I'm surprised it goes that far. I really am. I'm glad <laughs> to hear that. Well, because I also hear people get beat up. I also that's hear the way that. it's, That's the way it's supposed to go. Right. So no, and I'm not trying right to way. get you to say anything other than what you no. witnessed and what you saw. You know, because okay. I know different prisons, different things happen, different right. pods, different this, different that. So I only, all I care about is the truth. That's all anybody cares hopefully about right. the truth. Yeah. And um, I mean, it's just like. Okay, so let's talk instance, about some of the things that you would want to complain about if these things were happening to you. Okay, so um, in, inmates don't have the same full constitutional rights. As right. that's on that's not incarcerated, okay? I just want people to keep in mind that there is a fraction of people that, um, as in with uh, Comanche County, and unfortunately, yes. um, it's really bad in Oklahoma. Oh, my gosh, it's so bad. And, and Brady um, County and so on and so forth. 
Yeah. But I'm going to say this. Ada, um, so, uh, so it's, oh, my goodness, where am I going with that? Uh, all right, so if you have, uh, it'll come back to me, okay? But if, okay, so you have these constitutional rights as, right. as an inmate, and some people are not guilty is what I was getting at. Some people are acting right. really genuinely, wrongfully convicted. Nobody's offering them a trial. You might be out there saying, they can't do that. That's illegal. They uh-huh. can do it. Let, okay. They can I'm going to tell you something. Sure they can do it. All they have to do is do it. And if nobody's hmm. going to hold them accountable to retry right. because there's really no DNA or because the juror didn't get to see exculpatory evidence, which is something that would be beneficial um, for the defense, that's all they have. That's all they have. And if you've got people lying right. and the judge is not properly telling them, believe me, they're in front of the same people every day. Some sit at diners with a prosecutor and a public pretender, and they say, <laughs> what's going to happen in advance? And go through the motions. I know people who have heard it, seen it, used to sit in diners, and listen to this. Okay? So <laughs> well, some of the rights, I'm going to speak up about rights that you might want to file agreements for. And let me know if mm-hmm. any of this uh, brings up anything in your memory. Okay. Okay. All right. Now I'm going to uh, – go ahead. I'm going to say this. Please. If, say, for instance, you don't have any family, You're, you know, your parents have passed away, you know, you never had any brothers or sisters or whatever the case may be, what happens if you – like your, your, stool, your, your toilet gets uh, backed up? been backed up for three days. You don't have nobody to call. That's really sad. Yeah. I mean, people need to look out for each other no matter what Exactly. Exactly. And And I've I've done that. The the sentence is the sentence. So that is your punishment. Right. It is not your punishment to be raped. No. To be freezing cold. To be beat up, bullied, or any of that. No. But I'm going to tell you this. By, inmate, by corrections officers, hmm. sometimes, and sometimes other inmates. Yeah, uh-huh. and and I'm and something else that if you're convicted of a violent crime in the state of Oklahoma, it is a law. It was passed in 1999. If you are found guilty of a violent crime. They have to advise you of the 85% before you sign. Mm-hmm. Not in my it. husband's case, that was not the case at all. I was told by a lawyer the most he should have got was 10 years. But where did he come from? Comanche County. That's all you need to so, say. Right? Yeah. <laughs> But something, you know, all jokes aside, Miss Tanya, something has got to be done. People got to start speaking up. Even if you don't have someone to speak up, I'll speak for you. Mm-hmm. I will. If you have any questions, feel I will answer yeah, any questions. Kelly was more than eager. She's like, that's it, that's it. And, you know, and we have, people are really saying, you know, that would have uh, wanted to remain anonymous before, but they're not. It's like, I'm being submissive to them. I'm letting them get away with this because I'm being threatened. You know what I mean? And right. and, and uh, by people that are working at the ODOC. 
to, to intimidate hmm. them to keep their mouth shut because they actually tried to do something that was right or they called out somebody who's doing something wrong. So they get called a hugger thugger or something like that. That's a hugger thugger. That's somebody that is, you know, you're, that's somebody that right. is saying, no, that's not okay. You're not supposed to do that. And in that case, the private prisons appear to be worth, uh, uh, it depends actually on which one you're in because I've heard woo, all kinds of stories. But in uh, some cases, the private prisons are run better uh, that no. way um, because I, there was somebody who was actually working in a, a federal prison, actually a federal mm-hmm. prison in Oklahoma. And then she went to a state prison, mm-hmm. and it was – she cried um, yeah. on her way home every night. Um, mm. She was so abused. And she finally said, I'm not shutting my mouth anymore. I'm not, I am not going to be the victim to that. Um, no, I'm, no. So, you know, it's just, okay, so um, some people argue that prisoners have more rights than those who are not incarcerated. And, you know, that's kind of funny because, look, the prison, you know, you're there, you know, if you've done, a, you know, something wrong, you've got to pay your price. Um, it's Right, um, exactly. Like the sentences, as long as it's all by the book, then you know what, then it's time to, you know, speak up to, you know, strive to change those laws and try to, you know, get to your legislators, you know, talk to your legislators. Um, and you know what, if they're not answering your calls, if they're deferring you, if you're going around the circle, you know what, let people know. Let yeah. people know, okay? You have to speak yeah. up because you don't want those people in that position because they're mm-hmm. not looking out after you. They're not looking out after you. I want to know how many people are out there right now that did something they could have been in jail for, right? Well, somebody else is there, all right? And they're no different than you. I mean, it's kind of like, you know what I mean? It's all relative to a degree, but people have turned their lives around. And, you know, there's compassionate releases. And, you know, when you've got a 70-year-old man who's not going to cause any harm and he's not well and can hardly walk and he's insane and he's mentored other people that in, in prison that you don't see come back as return offenders and taking every class they could possibly take. It's like, oh, he's making their lives easy. Well, let's keep him in here. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's, mm-hmm. it's just like, so it's just the selfish greed, whatever works for them. Um, yeah, pretty it, much. And, and more money, more money right now. Yeah. The uh, the CEOs get paid two dollars an hour more for um, mm-hmm. the risk pay, hazard pay, and they get paid squat. They get paid mm-hmm. squat. We know we've had them on our show. You know where they say you know, um, they're not getting trained. It's a joke. You get the answers right before they take the test, and you keep taking the test before you go. And and you have to go a mile and a half with your walking or crawling, and there's no time limit. And it, it's a joke. It's an absolute disgusting joke. So there is everything about this services there for the inmates, for the COs, for the community, because do people get afraid? That's a scary job. You know, the you know, people is. that are coming out it of is. high school, getting a GED, and that's what they get trained, they go into that, okay? So I'd be scared. You know, I'm tr- if I'm trying to get a job, that's what I got, and that's the only thing around me, and they're going to hire me for, what is it, $8, 9 $10 an hour? I don't know mm-hmm. what it is, yeah. you know. But it's like that's a scary job. That's a big job. So it's important that their lives are safe too. So they're not being put 
in good positions. And then you've got the king drug lords in there, right? The ones yeah. that run their show. Try taking their phones away. See what's going to happen. Mm. Try taking their phones away. You know, and, 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 and I was going to mention, you said the public pretender, yes. <laughs> and in, in Comanche County, they, 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 you have to pay a $50 booking fee. You have to pay $250 for that court-appointed attorney mm-hmm. that didn't do anything for me but give me the first offer was 15 in and five mm-hmm. suspended. Okay. The second one, 12, 12 in and eight suspended. Now, 15 and 5 is 20 all day long. 12 and 8 is 20 all day long. What is the difference? Mm-hmm. It was still 20. Gotcha. It was, you know what I mean? So, yeah. one of the one of the COs in the county jail was like, are you kidding me? I said, I am so serious. And I had tears in my eyes. She did too. She said, I can't even do this. Mm-hmm. And I said, it's okay. I'll be okay. And I know you will. And I know this has taught you something. I said it taught me a whole lot. It taught me a whole mm-hmm. lot. That one day, whenever it may be, I'm going to have an opportunity to speak up. To speak out and speak up. And let the public know how these people, not inmates, not um, offenders, these people, because they're human beings. They're average salary. Al, average salary for a corrections officer in Oklahoma is $26,751. Now, I'm well aware mm-hmm. of the fact that the cost of living in many areas in Oklahoma is then um, other, many areas um, in, in, you know, in the state. You know, yes. I mean, you could probably get a house in, uh, well, I, I won't even get into that, but it, but that's a fact. Okay, but uh, that said, it is still 30% lower than the right. national average, plus um, mm-hmm. the requirement yes. um, to become a, a a corrections officer. It just, I don't know, it, the mentality of these people that, I mean, I've seen on audio, I've seen the video, I've seen the audio, I've seen these horrific uh, comments made that, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, some people are still there. And yes. so it's, oh, we're not going to do anything about it, even though there's like how many hundreds of thousands of views on YouTube and, yeah. and like they don't know it's yes. there. Are you kidding me? Well, the OJ is going to know it's there. Um, they saw it. Yeah. So 26,000. So it's like kind of like it reminds me of the chief of police over in uh, <laughs> Calvin, Oklahoma. You know, I mean, I don't mm-hmm. care. It, 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 it's like try to pass a drug test to start with. All right? right. Go ahead. Right. Try to pass a drug test. Let's try yes. to pass um, the test that you even show up and you're still getting paid. Let's try to pass yeah. any kind of mental capacity test. All right? I, I, I'll, I'll leave that alone. Um, right. You know, because not just challenge. So, you know, it's – um. so it gives it all – but that does not give – Permission um, for a correctional officer to um, line their pockets, to abuse, um, and to break the law themselves. So no, I, I, it's um, sickening that yeah. the ODOC 
is ignoring <laughs> that, literally yeah. ignoring that. Mm-hmm. Um, I talked on the phone with a, a grand jury investigator the other day, and you know, he brought up a couple where they were in, you know, um, held accountable. I'm like, okay, um, <laughs> it's got to be the other way. It's really not trying to find a needle in a haystack. It's, you know, it's actually trying to find the ones that can't stand it anymore are going to leave. And they come out and they talk about it because that's all they're surrounded by. And I'm not saying every corrections officer, I'm not by any means, or a prosecutor no. or a judge or whatever. And listen, it is an exception to the rule. It, it, from all I know and all I've learned. Um, and, you know, to be a police officer these days, it's, it's scary, especially in certain parts of the country. And God knows you got to back the blue and you got to get rid of the the bad one, right. no matter where you are, no matter where you are. Yeah. So yeah. Um, it's just, you know, holy smokes. Um, yes. All right. So you have the right to um, not be in subhuman conditions. So right. what did you see and what did you, how was it for you? And again, uh, I mean, I know that you were in Mabel Bassett for a while. Uh, I think yes. there's some differences between various places that you went to. Originally, you went to Lark, right? Because that's the initial assessment center. No, um, n- no, not anymore. Um, when you first get to Mabel Bassett, you go to A&R. You're in Orange. And you stay in A&R from 2 to 6 weeks. And then you're classified, and they say either they send you to Eddie Warriors or they send you to Cape Bernard, which is all women's prison that had an outbreak of uh, there's population there COVID nineteen just yes. an outbreak of over seven hundred women mm-hmm. with COVID positive, and then all the news gets there, and you know Tiffany Walton again, you know broke that open, and and you know all of a sudden it goes down to four hundred overnight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Give it a break. Um, give it a break. Liar. But it's, Liar pants on. It's, it's sad. It really is. And, um, you know, they say pressure bus pipes. Well, a person, a human being, can only take so much. At the end of the day, are you going to, I'm going to use this as an example. If you're walking down the street one day, and you're feeling good, and, you know. You walk down and you see a wallet. What are you gonna do? You gonna pick it up? What's the ID? Address? It might be a phone number in there. It may or it may not. Mm-hmm. I would pick it up and I would try to find that person. Everybody's not honest. They feel you want to hear. But I'm not telling you what I want you to hear. I'm telling you what I've seen, what I experienced. And it hurts. Yep. It hurts. Because my own children know I was at. I have three grown children, 34, 32, and my baby will be 31. So, they finally found out where I was at. My mom didn't know where I was at. 
first I sent the police to my house because I hadn't talked. My mom called me on my birthday, didn't get an answer. What? What's going on? Is my daughter laying there? Is she deceased? No. And when I finally got a hold of my mom, you know better. Yes, mom, I do. But it's not. You know, I worry about your mom. It's okay. As mothers, we worry about our babies. They're always going to be our babies. Right. What happens if you don't have a mother and father who passed on? on? You don't have that support. So if I can help somebody, I will do the best that I can. I will I will speak for you. Right. And let people know. Stop. The buck stops here. Stop it. Stop covering up stuff. Stop sweeping under the rug. Stop. Let's let's come. To, you know, like I said, it, it, you know, it's it's good because I mean I was getting more and more riled up with this stuff lately, and you've been you what you've done is like this is a really good balance, and and right. and, and um, you know, it's kind of like um, I mean, yeah, it's very important to just say okay, it's very important. You know, we really can be free from this. Yes. And there are so many people that are out there, yes, now. And so I want, I, I, I while we're on that, um, I'd like for people to know that we are collecting at the Davids um, every day. Um, and uh, please ask for, um, please just jump on to um, Injustice in Oklahoma Exposed. You can message there, or Tina Gertz right now um, is online and listening. Um, you can email her. Uh, you can email her. Okay, incarcerated. Okay, incarcerated at yahoo.com. Say you mm-hmm. want an affidavit form, and she'll email it out. We're just we're locking and loading. We're locking and loading. We're locking and loading. Yep. And um, it's a Ryan clad. So that so mm-hmm. that we're ironclad. So you, you just can't say no. Right. Um, and and you know I do believe there we might actually have the attention of somebody. Um, we do have attention, but of somebody that has genuinely expressed concern um, in the legislature and is and, and on the uh, on the board and. Um, Obviously, the ODLC has said that's all lies or all rumors. And um, I said, no worries. No worries. Um, all the lies and all the rumors will be proven. We'll show them a little bit, a little bit, right. enough, to, mm-hmm. enough to prove that, guess what? Um, no, they lied about this. And so credibility is gone, okay? Yeah. So don't you dare ask me to show you all the cards because I'm not going to. Kind of, it's time to talk. Right, time right. to talk. You don't want to and talk. You want to say, "Oh, it takes time to do this." And the other thing, you don't want to come to the table and talk. Tina and I are going to the Fed. <laughs> so we're going to the DOJ. We're going to the Fed. Yeah. And we have everything that we need to do that with. And they can't. Right. They can turn us away, but mm-hmm. they won't turn it away. They won't. They they really won't have. It, they can't. They no. can't. We yeah. have met all of the protocols that need to be met. So, right. But, you know, again, it's just, all right, we got all this. We're putting 
it all together, but we want to give Oklahoma mm-hmm. a chance. Oklahoma is cash-strapped. Too yes. many hands in the cookie jar. Cash-strapped. Quote, unquote. I won't say where it came from. ODOC, cash-strapped. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing <laughs> when there's so much money yeah. that you can shuffle it around somehow it can get lost. Mm-hmm. What happened to all those grants? How about we get staff to wear how about we get staff to actually put on those uh, body cams? How about that? How about we get staff to put on the body cams? There's a lot less staff, right? Right. There's hmm. a lot less staff. Staff wears the body well, cams. What? Why would anybody in their right mind not do that if you're working there? Yeah. Because if, that, if you're saying that they're the ones doing it all wrong and you're not, well, then there, you can get proof, right? Or in camera, yes. whatever. Yes. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you, I'm going to say this. Before I got in trouble, me and I call him my husband because that's what I'm going to spend the rest of my life with. We We tried to get married. You know, you have to be on their list for six months. You have to go to counseling for six months before you can get married. So, what is wrong with that picture? If you're in love with someone and you want to spend the rest of your life with that someone, why can't you be on, on the list 30 days, maybe 60 days, maybe even 90 days, but six months and have to go to counseling? That's not fair. That's not fair. It's not. Yeah, um, you know, and there are some things that have to be accepted. And what really thinks is if somebody is actually innocent, they have to accept that they don't have their normal constitutional rights and they just yeah. they're up a creek until, you know, until they're not up a creek, right? And this is what we're fighting right. for. Is, right. You know, I mean, they, there are people that could have come out with less sentences that we know. We know <laughs> they could have come out with less sentences, yeah. but they're still in there because they refuse to say they did something that they didn't do. Right. And you know what? If you say you're innocent, for the pardon parole board, they don't even want to talk to you. Well, why not? Mm-hmm. You know, why Because everybody, why they feel everybody's guilty. Why but they're not. Mess? Everybody is not guilty. Yeah. The state closes a book, locks up the key, closes a book. Look at Richard Glossop, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, I've been talking with his initial attorney, the only one that wasn't a public defender, who was horrifically abused and shamed for no good reason because he wouldn't go along with the yeah. corrupt ones. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and um, and that fight's not over. <laughs> no. People are fighting for nope. Richard Glossop. Yeah. People are fighting, you know, for... For the truth, it's like why yeah. didn't you when when the person confesses that it was them and not him? I'm trying to remember exactly because there's so many cases like this. Just Richard Glossop is very well named, no name. And why aren't you listening, Terry Lott? We had him on Terry Lott. Yeah, he he was exonerated. Okay, but guess mm-hmm. what? He he is on parole the rest of his life unless. 
the uh, governor pardons him, or mm. let's actually find who really did the crime. Now, how does that make sense? He's exonerated. Why was he exonerated? Because there was no truth. He was rightfully exonerated. He was wrongfully convicted. Mm-hmm. But because that can't come off of somebody's uh, percentage of, uh, of um, prosecutions, successful mm-hmm. prosecutions, I mean, what sense does that make? What sense does that make? No, there are not immunities. There are not immunities for people that are corrupt in their positions, okay? Mm-hmm. There are not immunities. They're not. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you just have to dig into the constitutional law, and if that's what you need to follow people, is the constitutional law. Mm-hmm. That will set you free. Now, if you're guilty, you're guilty, okay? Yeah, and that's right. That's but right. don't try but, to fight a court with all these little fake things that they've come up with, and then they try to uh, cement it with those little fake mm-hmm. things to work in their favor for whatever right. reason. I'm not saying they're all bad, but let the Constitution be the talk and do the walking, all right? Exactly. Go. Because we in are their voices. Eyes. Right. We are their voices. We're, uh, we are their voices so they can be held accountable. Accountability is very important. Because they are not allowed to speak. Why? Well, and they're supposed to be able to have past communication through. Right. Um, yeah, they're supposed to be able to do that. But again, um, you know, I spoke with a uh, CEO, Tiana and I did the other day, and uh, she said, oh, my gosh, yeah. I mean, she found mail that was months old, like months old. Mm-hmm. Months old. How are you supposed to defend yourself? How are you supposed to communicate with your mother, your father, your child? Right. How are you supposed to? Um, you, you know what I mean? All persons born or naturalized in the United States and subject to the mm-hmm. jurisdiction thereof, any citizens of the United States in the United States, where they reside, no state shall make or enforce any law which shall abridge right. the privileges or immunities of the citizens of the United States, nor shall... Any state deprive any person of life or liberty, property without due process of law, nor deny any person within its jurisdiction of equal protections of the law. So, you know, if you're in there and you are innocent and you have been denied due process. Miss Tanya, yes. that is my husband calling. Can I continue on Tuesday? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. All right. All right. God bless you. You talk. You give him our love. Let him know. And everybody else that we're rallying for him. Absolutely. Maybe he wants to talk. <laughs> um, all right. So, Tina Gertz, if you want to call and join in, uh, please feel free to call. Uh, for, or, or I'll just keep gabbing. All right. Stephen Burke, are you available? Okay, the 14th Amendment to the United States Constitution. Um, all right, I'm looking for the uh, inmates' rights. Which, you know, you'd think that I would have this completely memorized. Um, 
Okay. Additionally, the Equal Protection Clause of the 14th Amendment applies to prison inmates, protecting them against unequal treatment on the basis of race, sex, and creed. The Model Sentencing and Corrections Act, Act created by the Uniform Law Commissions in 1978 protects that a confined person. Uh, forgive me. Here, let me see. Okay, so you're supposed to have due process of appeals. You're supposed to have equal protection. You're supposed to have various classifications where you, if you fall into Americans with Disabilities Act, where you're provided services, where you're provided services, okay? We have services that are being turned down. I spoke to a woman the other day. Her son said, Mom, I asked for um, a mental, an emotional mental evaluation. I really feel like I need it. And they said, no, they don't do this here. Well, the website says you do it. The website says they get it. But this woman says you don't do it. So you really have to do your research. Prison Litigation Act, 1996, it requires, among other things, that prisoners exhaust administrative remedies. So, right, you have to go through the protocols. Just like Tina Gertz and I are going through the protocols, it's like you can't just jump from, ooh, there's a complaint, to not complaining, to the uh, Oklahoma Department of uh, Corrupt Affairs, um, <laughs> and, and you can't that you you can't just all of a sudden go. Oh, I'm going to the DOJ. You can't do that. You have to knock these things off of your list. You have to hope for the best, but expect the worst. You have to come and be do uh, and have due diligence and provide clear and concise. Unfortunately, no matter what hell you have been through and back. It's very important to leave the emotions out of it and give a timeline of statements that have taken place. It's important that when you talk to your loved ones, that you write that down, who you talk to, even if it's a great talk. You don't just write the bad things down because if and when you have your turn and your time to speak based on if you were wrongfully uh, treated, okay, if you're part of this whole thing, then nothing is better than to have a log. Okay, so it's like a, a mileage log that you have to have for the IRS. If you are collecting miles that you get to deduct a certain percentage of. Um, the rights that you have, um, it, it, it's actually logical. Okay, it's actually logical. Um, the COVID in itself has gone absolutely wild. Okay, absolutely wild. And they're mixing COVID patients uh, with uh, COVID infected with those that don't, that aren't. Okay, so let me take a look right now. Um, somebody just was kind enough to forward me some current statistics. Number of recovered, okay. Let's go all the way to the bottom. Uh, 227 uh, number of recovered staff. Okay. Number of staff currently reporting positive tests, 54. Uh, number of inmates in isolation, 570. Well, you know, I don't know how you can call them in isolation when you're mixing them up. When with Eddie Warrior prisoner, prison, you had this whole big, big, big open room where 
everybody was exposed to everything. Um, thank you for this for sending this. I appreciate this. Uh, let me see. Housing type. If you just go to docpublishpath.com, yeah, it's a great site. And again, you have to remember, these are numbers that are being reported. <laughs> um, inmates. At, okay, so let's see. How are we doing? Right now, a hot spot is at Dick Connor Correctional Center, 253. 253 positive inmates, 143 recovered. Two deaths. Let's see other hot spots right now. Joseph Hart. Um, well, that's 11. 148 have recovered. Norfolk, huge, another one. Norfolk Correctional uh, Center. Uh, Daryl Wiggins in there. He's the one who came out with the quadruple bypass surgery. Bam. Right in the population in quarantine with other inmates that are and aren't because the tests haven't come back yet or they haven't even gotten it test, tested. Now, it's my understanding if you want to have a COVID test, you have to pay for it. Well, where's the priorities here? I just don't understand. Where's the priorities here? Who are you looking out after and for? Um right now, 581. Do we have somebody on with me that wants to speak? Tanya, it's Tina. Yeah, Tina, hi. Hi. Talk to me. When you're you're mentioning the... (laughs) When you're mentioning the recovered, keep in mind that they're not retesting them to make sure they have a negative test. This is Tina Gertz. Um, uh, listeners, thank you, Tina, for coming on. Appreciate it. I know I don't have a whole heck of a lot of time, but you'll be on with us Tuesday night if we could have you, please. Yes. I'll be there. What's the latest today? Because you know I've been out. I have had to do things today, and so I've been kind of a little bit out of the loop. I mean, I know that I've been hearing a lot about the mixing over the last couple of days up until today of uh, – uh, various people, uh, various inmates that people just don't know what's going on. Yeah. Going on. Their locker rooms don't know what's going on. Um, I know Mac Alford, somebody reached out to me and said they were mixing positive and negative. They weren't disin- disinfecting the cells after they took the positive people out and then they would put negative people in their cells. Um, so, I mean, I've just heard a lot of, they're not, um, disinfecting at all. And, you know, a lot of places are saying that guards are only wearing masks in front of the cameras. So when they're not in front of the cameras, they take their masks off. Um, That's basically all I've heard the last couple of days. But I will tell you, I was at Eddie Warrior yesterday, and that was an awesome experience. It really was. Oh, that was beautiful, those videos that you put up. You want to talk a little bit about it? We only have, oh, gosh, a few minutes, but I'd like to close out talking about it. um, Sure. Um, Tiffany Walton had 
a group of singers. They were praise and worship singers and the ones of minister. And they were talking, the minister was talking about um, how we are all the sheep. It doesn't matter what color you are. We're all sheep. And God is the shepherd, and every one of us matter. And I think that's so important for people to remember, no matter what, we all do matter. It was it was really good. I, yeah, that's, it makes life simple. Doesn't that? Uh-huh. <laughs> it's not hard. <laughs> Doesn't have to be so hard. Uh, there's a lot going on in Oklahoma right now. We've got the whole, uh, the McGirt decision, um, which uh, you know regarding Indian territory, and right now Oklahoma <laughs> is in between um, cross deputizing uh, police officers, and but in the meantime, the Indian territory is being ripped to shreds when it comes to um, crimes that are taking place because just actually not enough people aren't there people aren't on duty uh so uh, unfortunately that was a fail it's you know definitely confirmed you know and affirm the third decision but there should have been a, a plan of transition rather than leaving people raw and vulnerable to crimes um and no justice um where it's happened, heard some very, very sad stories about it. So it just really woke me up in regard to, you know, uh, the bitterness part of that decision until they got their acts together. Um, it's, it's bittersweet. Um, yeah. So, um, well, I just actually posted something on all our sites speaking about that decision and um, how much the state could actually lose in taxes and income because of it. So it's quite an interesting read. Oh, You'll have oh, to read it. Relying on that. Oh my goodness gracious! <laughs> relying on. Hey Tina, um, it's good to have your calming voice on here. Just like uh, <laughs> she, she was great. She was just she was great to have on, wasn't she? She, she is was so 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 wonderful. I, I I just couldn't appreciate it more. You know, to have Kelly Baker on. Um, thanks for sticking with us uh, tonight, and especially with me. I'm like I've got all the burners going and I'm I'm gonna have a good night's sleep tonight. Uh I wanna thank you so much for tuning in. Please come back on Tuesday where you're gonna be back in the saddle, back in the seat with us, adding up those Lawton wrongful convictions and who's responsible for it. Thank you, Tina, for coming on. Thank you, Kelly Baker. Thank you, thank you Richard Rouse. Thank you. James Street. Thank you, Stephen Burke, 89.9 Keller BFM, Lighthouse Christian Radio, and God bless. TS Radio Network. I thought we, I know we got knocked out a, out a lot tonight. Hopefully, uh, the audio will be okay. Um, good night. God bless everybody. <laughs>